Welcome to Code Names. I welcome you. Welcome. Welcome. So, are you excited about this? Yeah. Yeah. I'm always excited. This one's going to be a fun one, I think. Awesome. So, you ready for your morning snack? Oh, yeah. Morning snack. It's early. It's all snack. <laughs> Is that what this part's called? Yeah. Yep. Just the uh, the little part where we little chat in the beginning. Yeah. The morning snack. That's right. What I know what I want to talk about. Oh, great. The new Fish album. I knew it. It's so good. Oh my! Have you listened to it more than once? Yes. It's uh, it's it's up and down. It's their best. It's the best representation of live show jams oh, that yes. they've put on a record. It's some of them are crazy. <laughs> Everything's right and thread are incredible. Everything's right. That jam just gets immediately they go dark, which yeah. I love because the song is so poppy. Yeah, right. And the song's all about like how happy and bright everything should be. Yes, and it's and it's an album cut, and they just go dark. I love it. I love it. You must love the keyboards on that whole album. They're so good. Well, we can talk about this later. There's one. <laughs> there's one that is just like seventy-one, seventy-two Pink Floyd. It just sound has that like that yeah. live at Pompeii oh, yeah. echo yep. sound. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yes. Wait, is that in Everything's Right? Where is that? I know what you're talking about, but I can't remember what part that's in. And I was, I started to take some notes, and then I, I don't know what happened to them, but. But um, to me, Thread sounds a lot like Rush. Yes, that one is, is very Rush-like. There's one that is is basically like the best Rolling Stones song ever. There's one that's like that. Um, oh, they're, so, they're all so good. That starts out with like a jangly acoustic guitar, kind of just two chords yeah. back and forth. Um, kind of loving cupish. It's, uh, it's so good. Um, the whole album, I love it. It, it. it makes you... I thought I liked the other albums, and I, and I know... Um, Called name. He like he liked the last album a lot and wanted it on his iPod. Big boat. Yeah, big boat. This this album though is just for daddy. Only I I'm the only person in the <laughs> called name likes farmhouse. Yeah. Um, but own this one is for me. I mean, I love this one. It's right up. I mean, the jams get out there. There's a couple songs that are a little too like emotional and slow. And those songs sometimes, I just don't think they do those kind of songs well. I think it is a great album. And every time I listen to it, I like it more. What do you think? I mean, I think, well, and also, what about those, um, the strings are completely different from anything they've ever had before. They're and great. The backup singers are completely different than everything they've had before. The strings, I think, are really well orchestrated. Uh, just on a whole different level than anything they've orchestrated before. Agreed. Yeah, I agree. I agree. The strings are so good. Again, like it, it, I, I, do, I keep saying this and I, and I mean it as a compliment, even though I don't like the band, but it's very stones ish. It has that, like the way the strings are in the back, it's just super professional, super good mixed. Awesome. Like you, you wouldn't, you may not even notice it, but if the, but it makes it so much better. They're just the, the production on this album is just head and shoulders above the last big boat. And and I mean, it, in a while, I can't think of an album that sounded this 
kind of, I want to say raw, but like their live sound is so polished now that it's not, it just sounds live. It's electric. It's just, it's, it's like being there. What changed? Is the, is the producer different? New producer. Brand new producer. Yeah. Yeah. Bob Ezrin did the last two, I think. Who did the strings? I don't know. Because that, I mean, and I'm wondering like what changed to make them do that. I was wondering if Trey's experience, although I don't know when he did this, but he did that uh, uh, Broadway thing, mm-hmm. which yep. might have some impact. And on he's been doing a lot of... Um, like with the orchestra stuff, you know, he's into that. But he's been doing it for a while though. Yeah, no, but I mean, he's, he's still, he was supposed to come to Raleigh um, sometime in the next few months, I think, with their orchestra. I tried to get tickets. They were sold out immediately. And then they were like 800 bucks a ticket. Yeah, it's ridiculous. pay 800 bucks. No. Um, but I would have loved to have seen it like at a, at face value ticket. Yeah, I think... The first time I listened to it, I really enjoyed the songs that go way out there and the ones that are a little more upbeat and not so much the ones that are emotional. But then I think yeah. upon success listens after that, um, I think I like them more across the board. I wonder if the experience of recording Ghosts of the Forest had something to do with it because that was pretty raw. And I remember feeling when I listened to some of the, like the really long one in that, on that album that has a bunch of different parts and it gets really out there. I remember thinking like, this is, I know it's a different bass player and whatever, but with Trey and Fishman on it and them just stretching it out there, it's, I remember thinking yeah. this sounds more like live fish than anything they put out on a studio album in a long time. And I wonder if that didn't, you know, rekindle something, make some sort of spark out there that on the next album, they feel like they can really stretch it out. And I think what they did successfully with that was to be more mature, have more mature themes and have songs that aren't just goofy crap that are like vocals that sound silly that were successful and moving and also cool and well done probably better than they had done in the recent past especially um i do feel that way on a lot of the songs but on some of the sillier songs like the more the bouncier songs and the ones that have like the quirkier kind of structure to them now it like i feel like for those songs in the olden days, those would be the ones that would get the super goofy, silly lyrics. And yeah. I love and I love that. That's part of what I really liked about the band. Like, me too. I, I prefer first... those over the recent like emotional tunes which don't work for me. Yeah. And but I like I like the fact that they can do these emotional tunes and have the good words because they never could do that before. And I really think they're good. Like that Life Beyond the Dream song. The words make that. It, it, they're so good. Um and the melody. I mean, just together, it's just a great combination. Um, but on the songs that should have sillier lyrics, I feel like today they're just about like, you know, climbing up and things are crazy and I'm going to rise up and I'm climbing a mountain and I'm something in an ocean and I see like a field or something. You know what I mean? Like it's the same imagery. It's the same imagery over and over again. Like, give me something just completely nonsensical that I've never heard before, you know? flush a flush farm or whatever i mean you know what i mean like give me something crazy i've never but that thing they did on halloween that was that 
I, th I thought that was stupid. I never got into that. Casso Foxed or whatever. I don't, I don't get it. I really don't. But that's what you're talking about. That was what you're talking about. They did that. And I thought they did it pretty well. Yeah. Well, I feel like... I like goofy, not gimmicky. And 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 the early fish to me is goofy. And this was goofus. more gimmicky. Yeah. Total goofus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, cool. Let's get into the dead. All right. The dead it is. Nice. Um, let me get one more beer quick and I'll be right back. Okay. I get podcast ass when we're recording. You get all like my room gets all hot. I get all get one of those Herman Miller Aero chairs. Aaron. Do I know what I'm drinking today? I do want to know what you're drinking tonight. I have the um Treehouse Green. What does that mean? It's an IPA. It's green. I don't know if the color it's a little like sappy. Treehouse is the brewer, the brewery. Yeah. Are you ready? This one's going to be really fun. I think I think this one's going to be fun. Cool. There's it's an it's a classic song. It's got an interesting story. Nice. Very interesting timeline for something that's so famous. It's like that if you, when you look at the timeline of them when they played it, it's it there's a lot of intrigue there. <laughs> um it's it doesn't sound like any other song on the planet. Is there swashbuckling? It's it's this one's going to be fun. I, I'm really excited about. You're really this building one. it up, so it's better yeah. deliver. Oh, how could how could this not deliver? Yeah, come on, it's gonna. <laughs> that feedback is sick. Man. Just instantly, like, just rocks. It just fucking rocks. Yeah. It's not something you think of the dead. You don't think of them as rocking. But this just, like, you just start rocking. All that distortion, all that noise. Oh, man. It's gotta be Pigpen. It's Pigpen and TC on this one. Oh, shit. Yep. Me, 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 me. Now, I'm like literally rocking in my chair. Yeah. You can't not. You can't not. Fuck. The harmonies are always perfect on this. <laughs> sick riff. As sick a riff as ever. It has no normal time signature to it. It's just out of space. It's really hard not to sing along to. I know. Yeah. I love that scream in the that back too. Screaming yeah. Out. yeah. 
This sounds great. This is a good recording. Yep. This part. What sounds like this? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it's baroque. <laughs> yeah. Dipped in moonlight, riding what for across the What is the bells in the background there? Do you know what that is? Sunlight it sounds like a toy piano, like a harpsichord or something. Yeah, what is it? Oh, we should know. Might be one of the percussionists, the drummers. Yeah. What a lot of Did and you part... know what's coming and you can't wait for it to get here. Did this part change over time? We'll find out. Oh. This. This is everything. Whoa. Phil really can't wait. Phil couldn't. Even Phil couldn't wait for it. The end of that riff. I mean, that's heavy. And like, just genius lyrics. I just genius. I can't believe neither one of us has busted out into any of the lyrics yet. It's so hard not to. I know. Oh, the keyboard's fuck. Bill, I love the snare. That that snare sounds yeah. so good. It's like a marching band snare. It's almost oh, like a marching so beat. Oh yeah. Oh, Jerry's voice. Yes. He put a little something on there. <laughs> a little sugar. He put his foot in it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Ooh, that drums. Yep. Oh, man. Oh, so there it Goes is. Goes into the next one. Yeah. So oh, that no was eleven. This is just Saint Stephen version. Man. Saint Stephen. So just sick. Saint Stephen, and that is, I think, a lot of people believe to be the quintessential Saint Stephen and the Eleven. Um, yeah, that is two twenty seven sixty nine. Which yeah, are, all signs point to that being the version from Live Dead. So that is yeah, um, just a classic, but. Oh, what a song. I mean, <laughs> what sounds like that? It, any other song, it's like, it's like, what, what, what is it? it? It's, it's heavy. It rocks. The drums are f- so 
funky that you just can't stay still. And then it, then the, the lyrics about William Tell and it's like, yeah. it's like middle ages shit. It's just crazy. The lady fingers nothing part. Sounds, yes. Nothing and sounds like that. It goes into a little bit of like a, and in the, in sometimes, and I, you know, other versions of this song, it, it's almost more of a, uh, like a march at that point where the drums get really like, yeah. But that time, wow, that was a really cool, I don't know. Yeah. I must've heard that version before, but I mean, oh, sure. Live Dead. You definitely, I mean, yeah. So, but, what oh, oh so good yeah um so saint stephen to, and to me when i think of the dead and i i believe this was in the rant i did last time about the shitty interviews that only happened with jerry where you yeah. never asked him about the music he wrote this is the song where it's like how 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 like yeah. what First of all, like he's writing with Hunter, Robert Hunter lyrics, of course. They like, I would, I don't, I want to know which one came first here. Like, how did this happen? Did, did Jerry have the, all that music? And, and then he just came up with these crazy lyrics for it? Or did the lyrics come and Jerry, I mean, there's like, got to be some information the, about their process in terms of whether the, they did those, the music and the lyrics first. And it might have changed over time, but I think there's got to be some information about that. But I just, you know, when you hear the lick, like the, like how, do, like that, <laughs> I mean, come on. How, yeah, how do you, I feel like that is what you build a, you could build a song around that. Like that could have been the starting point. Or it could have been that whole, uh, you know, weird ladyfinger section, and just build out from there. I, you know, I don't know, or that, or the that in itself is an incredible riff that you start with, and you say, "All right, that I'm building a song on this." Yeah. So first played in in May of '68, written in spring of '68. So. I mean that riff. That, I mean, for '68, there, there were not a lot of. I mean, had had the first Sabbath album come out by that oh, time? Oh no, I mean, that came was, out. That, no, that came who, out in '70 or '69 or '70. So 69, they were I think. So, yeah. Yeah. So who was doing? I mean, what was? I mean, was Zeppelin wasn't out right in '68? Uh, Cream would have been around. Cream. Okay. Cream. They're pretty heavy. Yeah. Heavy, but much more blues. This doesn't have a blues feel to me. It has a, no. a, a very, it, again, I, it, I don't, there's nothing you can compare it to. It doesn't it's sound like anything. It's more in between like Cream and Pink Floyd for me almost, but not, but, but it's so American that you can't even compare it. To, I mean, oh, Cream. Well, we haven't even touched on that, that the Grateful Dead, if you ever had to pick a single, a single band that represented America more than any other band. The, the Grateful Dead are the great American band. That's got to be the There's, morning snack for next time. We can't get into that whole right. thing right now. Okay, we won't get into it. That's a whole thing. All right, but so I, I wanted to start off with this quintessential version. Yeah, okay? it's great. Live Dead. Now, I, what I would normally like to start out with, though, is like the first version. And I couldn't yeah. find, I literally couldn't. Couldn't find a version that I could grab um, for this. First performance was May 24th, 68. Um, there was no recording of it? 
I mean, I, I looked around. I, I, I couldn't find, I mean, I found some that were earlier than the one that I've got here. I couldn't find that one. Um, I, this one, I think to me sounded good for what I was trying to get at here. And so I wanted a 68 version. And so let's listen to this one. fast very speedy this is sg jerry oh no no actually no no i'm sorry this is actually les paul jerry similar live dead was sg this is this is actually when he was playing les pauls those toms yep cacophonous this is primal dead Yeah. Just go for broke. Just just Jerry just on fire. Just trying to set the world on fire. All of them are just out on a limb. They're all way out there. Wow. And and this part with this it feels so manic. And chimes. Wavery Jerry, early Jerry voice. This. Oh, yeah. This. Is that a slide? What that, is that? It's gotta be right. Or a pick. I don't know. Is it Bobby or Jerry? That's Bobby. Wow. He, he played a slider once in a while. It's so weird. <laughs> this is why I picked this version. I love that so much. Here we go. Those bells are great. Yep. Both drummers playing full kits. Just cacophonous. Oh, wow. Those vocals so sound great there. Yeah, great vocals. This is one of those things where they've just... They're harnessing some, like, chaos from the universe and just, like... Somehow... Just electric. Yeah, somehow bringing it together, but barely holding it together. Yeah, it just sounds so go for broke. I love it. And Phil's 
Bill's bass line on this just holds it all together. It's insane. I mean, he, there, there. I mean, then they go right into, of course, they go into the 11, I believe, on that one. Yeah. Um, Everyone but, is going to cut off going to the 11. <laughs> well, no, actually, what's interesting is that's actually not true. All they right. don't all go to well, the Well, early 11. on they did, yeah. Yeah, so that was the 11, of course. This was um, 102068 Greek Theater in Berkeley. Yeah. Um, but just, um, just frantic, right? I mean... Yeah, no, that's what I was saying. Like, no the, TC on that one. That was all just pig pen. The, the, the keyboards were very low in the mix. I never really... No, me neither. I didn't pay attention. Fuck. I wasn't paying attention I blew to it. them. I blew it. I was just so in the moment. I didn't... Um, it, but that's but that's what I was saying. They are just gathering in this energy from the universe, whatever that is, and just barely holding on. They're riding by the seat of their pants and just... They are the conduits for some shit that they initiated, but then they can barely control. That's what that made me feel. Yeah, no, I totally, I totally agree. I totally agree. Just, just frantic, go for broke. I mean, just trying to rip it. Just fuck. You, you can just picture Jerry, like bending super deep knee bends, bending it down, twisting the guitar around, just, just, just throwing it out there with that black shirt with the white polka dots yeah. on it. Just that crazy, just crazy. Anyway. All right. So let's go from seven, from 1968. First one we heard was 69. We're now we're going all the way to fall of 1970. You promised some, like some kind of intrigue. What's going on with that? Well, we'll get to that. We'll okay, get to that. Cool. But St. Stephen. Um, well, first of all, in 68, in, in the early shows, like, the dead weren't, you know, they played this, uh, the same set list, you know, a lot of nights. I mean, you know, it, there was not, there was not a lot of what you, ex what you see today. So, you know, for example, um, you know, early on in 68, so like they're playing this, you know, they play the Fillmore West, they play, they play f three shows at Fillmore West and then they play two at Shrine back to back and they play St. Stephen at, at, um, three Fillmore West shows and, 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 and both shrine shows back to back. So, I mean, they're, you know, they're playing St. Dark Star, St. Stephen, the 11, you know, wouldn't you, if you could, um, <laughs> death, you know, the death don'ts, you know, yeah. this, this, this two from the vault. I know you rider probably maybe even morning do sometimes those early songs. Well, the thing is they don't, yeah, they yeah. don't have the but, catalog. Uh, the other one, cryptical Schoolgirl alligator, dark star, the 11 death. Don't turn on your love light. Like that classic set list. And they were That's doing that a their lot catalog of nights. at that point. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But they were doing that a lot of nights, and so it wasn't. Um, but the, but we were just talking about the the song history. So the song yeah. history here is it started during a time when they played a lot of common sellers. So it was they this went this, originally originally it was a song they were playing most nights. Yeah. Okay. Now we're in the '70s, and um, you know they played it a, a decent amount of times in the '70s. I mean, I would say they played it probably one two three. 30 <laughs> times in the seventies based on what I'm looking at here. Yeah. Um, but, uh, so this is another kind of dark star 
leading into um, the St. Stephen. This is, but this is Fillmore East, 9, 1970. So they did a long stand. I, I don't know if it was four or five, a lot of nights at the Fillmore East, September, mid-September, 1970, New York City. And this is, uh, this is a St. Stephen from the 70s, 1970. And the crowd goes wild as soon as they hear it, of course. Yeah. Even though they had played it the night before. <laughs> I would still be super psyched myself. And you know, I don't I don't know, like at this time were people going to every show? Would they go to all three? I don't know. Probably not as much as they were later. Just much smoother, right? I mean, this just has a just a glossy feel to it. Just you, you can just see his hand, just kind of like never even pausing on the neck, just kind of just constantly sliding around because it's yeah. just so smooth. It's much slower than last time for yeah. sure. Yeah, loping, right? Yeah, but just like flowing. Yeah, yeah. You could like <laughs> so here's remember in undergrad. A lot of times if we'd be listening to the dead, we would just put on PBS. Yeah. If they were showing a, um, one of those documentary, like a Ken Burns documentary where it's just slow motion pans on old timey photographs, like the dead are the perfect soundtrack for that. And here you can just kind of feel that, like, like I could imagine this being the soundtrack for like, um, a video of like a guy, like super slow motion of a guy like watering plants with a hose just spraying them down <laughs> I don't know why that's what it feels like oh did you hear that he walked it down he got fuzzy and that really fuzzy yeah yeah super fuzzy oh, that's sick really distracting me with that guy with the hose there <laughs> it elicited a lot of weird feelings for me <laughs> Slow motion will do that. <laughs> Slow motion hose spray <laughs> on flowers. <laughs> yeah, just outside in the sun, he's wearing like plaid shorts, just, just hosing it down. Peel back the petals. <laughs> Hose down the flower. I listen to this. Really loud bells. Yeah. Tinkle, tinkle. But it's not matching his melody. It's a counterpoint. Is it though? I think it's supposed to be the same. It was. Yeah. yeah. I think it's supposed to be mirroring his vocals. It wasn't though. Look, we can't live in the past. Uh, that's exactly what this podcast is. <laughs> <laughs> Ruining the past. I hope not. <laughs> Here we go. 
just driving drums. Wow. It really sounded like Jerry was going to be way up front at first and he started landing that lick, but then he kind of yeah. fell back in the mix. Yeah, low in the mix. Wasn't the crowd, fuck. I know, Bobby's voice was so good there. Oh, drums. Wasn't the bass? The bass is like, oh, it's got distortion on it. Listen to Phil's sound. That is not a sound he got often. I think this must have been a rare. Wow. It's fuzzy, fuzz bass. How often did Phil do fuzz bass? I love Bobby's playing there. Holy shit. It's like it's ebbing and flowing between those two chords. Mm-hmm. It's like rocking. And the drummers, and you can tell the drummers have no idea when it's gonna end. They're just following Jerry. And he keeps going. He just yeah. keeps going. Look at that. Oh, oh shit. man. Oh, sweet legs. Those Jesus. are sweet. Oh, woo. Yeah. <laughs> that was good. That was yeah. good. Jerry was just going nuts in that lick. Yeah. I believe this is SG Jerry again. Oh, oh man. Dude, oh, that was so awesome. So good. <laughs> Jerry is all up in this shit. Oh. Oh, man. There it is. And then they actually and that one, they go into Not Fade Away. Good. But come on, right? Yeah. And, wow. and uh, yeah, I mean, just the end of that, Jerry was just like in the lick. He wasn't even playing that. He didn't even play the part. He just noodled over it, but it was incredible. And he was just like rocking the that whole end of it. He didn't, he just was doing whatever the fuck he wanted because he was so into it or whatever. I don't know. It was great. Uh, yeah, um, just, just rocking, just rocking, just, just driving it higher and higher and higher. And you can tell they're just, there's no set time for how long they're going to do it. Right. They're just doing it for as long as it feels right. And as long as they can take it, it just, uh, it just is awesome. It's just Jerry so was just like a guy with a hose and just like watering mm-hmm. the flowers. You exactly. know? <laughs> In slow motion. Yeah. <laughs> um, I did a uh, glockenspiel is what that is. Nice. That's what I thought. And, uh, and normally I am super anti glockenspiel because Bruce Springsteen ruined the glockenspiel for mankind. With what song? All of them. 
He has glockenspiel in like every. He has like a. He, really? I don't. Re- I never really listen to him. No, I I avoid it like the plague. But he has a. Lo- there's a lot of glockenspiel in Bruce Springsteen. Like all of them. But mostly like Born to Run. I think. I <laughs> <laughs> Fuck! I don't know, man. Um. All right. This is where it gets interesting. I don't know, okay. man. I'm super pumped about all of this. It couldn't really yeah, no. get much more interesting. The music so itself here, is like no, this yeah. is gonna this is gonna get interesting here because we're jumping ahead like one year, mm-hmm. one year in a month, maybe five weeks to Halloween, <laughs> 1971. Fun. Okay. Uh huh. Take your notes. So, um, I'm thinking. That we're already down one drummer. Uh, yep. Okay. Um, and I'm thinking that this is the last time they played it before a five-year hiatus. What the fuck? Wait, they didn't play yes. this song for five years? 1971, uh, Halloween, at the... Um, where is this? The Ohio Theater. Mm-hmm. In Ohio. They they play a, just a, <laughs> not a spectacular. Apparently they were sick of it. And they played a, ver- they played St. Stephen and then poof, gone. Boop. Let's listen to it. And this is Alligator Jerry, which I love. Still kind of same tempo as last time. Yep. Loping. Plotting. Yep. I mean, that's just swagger, right? Just straight swagger, that style of soloing. It's kind of got to be at this tempo, you know? Like, you got to, like, you got to lay into it. You got to really, like, just... hearing a lot of keyboards this time. No. That's one of the complaints about this recording actually is that they had Keith at this point. Yeah. Buried in the mix. Because it was his early on Keith. I don't know why. Whoa. Not the best. Not the best. Mm. 
No glockenspiel. Nope. They give up. Give me that glock. <laughs> That's not the glock. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's so weird. Why does it sound like that? It should sound like that. I'm very sick. <laughs> I'm very ill. You need a <laughs> Oh my word. <laughs> yeah, this is the month that Keith joined the band. Yeah, I mean, maybe they weren't sure about him. They're like, put him down in the mix a little bit. <laughs> I mean, they're not knocking it out of the park here. No, but Phil's, like, harmonic, like, the harmony and the bass he's playing, the counterpoint to what the riff, uh, it's just incredible there. It, it's, they did it all along, but it works. He, def he definitely, he holds the song together in any version. Yeah. His, oh, those, man. He's yeah. playing, like, those double stops or whatever, like, chords, yeah. bass chords. I love that. Yeah. I mean, what a, what, a, what a great choice he made there to do that. Do you want to know what I'm drinking? I feel like when maybe other people lost enthusiasm for certain things, that Phil still, like, still kept up his... Like, when they weren't maybe super psyched about this song, Phil was still into doing it, you know? Like, in general, he was the one that kept things together. And they're so, he's so in tune with the drummers. The drummer, sorry. Yeah. He and Billy are locked in. Weird rhythm here. Mm-hmm. I like that. Is it going to go into Not Fade Away again? Sounds like it. It's Almond Brothers ask right there. Yeah. Super Almond Brothers-y. That pentatonic. They're leading towards a Not Fade Away here going on. That's what I said. But you don't even hear me. What? Do you want to know what I'm drinking? Is my audio on? <laughs> Son of a bitch. Said not fade away. Yep. I mean, I'm a sucker for two chords. Just back and forth. That, that always gets me. I love it. Yeah. It's great. Great for jamming. Jamming on the one. Jamming on the one. <laughs> Robert. I don't know what to say. <laughs> Cosby Show's reference. Always. Always welcome. He, he's still okay, right? He doesn't have corona, does he? 
<laughs> no. Oh, the prisons are getting it. There it is. They came back. Yeah. Maybe like a not fade away jam in the middle of it. And then they come back. It's very strange. Well, we gotta finish the song. Yeah. Sure. They weren't really ones for having unfinished versions of songs, right? No, not like like fish that'll just drop it on a, on yeah. a dime. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if it's just the mix, but the harmonies aren't as good. I don't think it's just the mix. Yeah. So that was it. So 103171, they drop a lackluster St. Stephen. And then that's it. Gone. Poof. Five years. We listened to that one because it was the last one for five years. Right. Yeah. Okay. Right. Not because it was great. Because it wasn't great. No. But there's so many great versions. <laughs> right. And we're going to hear some. But. Okay. Cool. So think about it. 70 Europe 72 I know right all of 73 yeah all of 74 just yeah peak band peak music no St. Stevens no St. what a bummer I mean can you imagine like what they would have done with it in those times that's the thing we'll never know I know it would have been like like the country version of it or yeah. like the super laid back and like just fucking Jerry Wizard. Yeah. Um, yeah. We'll never know. But I know. 1976 rolls around. Summer of 76, right? That was before they took the hiatus or after? <laughs> after hiatus. After. Hiatus was 74. Started at the <clears throat> that show that Mickey came back for in 74. Yeah. Then... No hiatus, whatever, 75, they play a couple shows, blah, blah, blah. They record Blues for Allah. Great, great. stuff. Yeah. Great, 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 great. Super good. Um, 76, okay. Great year. They start doing this. They do that small, small um, theater tour uh-huh. where they did like that fa- the famous shows and Passaic and whatever, but here this is on June 9th. Uh huh. My birthday. I know. One year old. Uh huh. Uh, Boston Music Hall. This happens out of the blue. Blues for Allah. Out of the blues for Allah <laughs> to start the second set. Okay. So yeah. first set rolls around. I'll give you some. T- I'll give you some hits. Okay, so they do "Cold Rain and Snow," Cassidy, "Scarlet oh, Begonias." Love "Cold Rain and Snow." Music never stopped. Yep, "Crazy Fingers," a new, new, newer jam. "Big yep. River," they love each other, which is always great. Looks like rain. So Bobby's crooning. Then Jerry's like, "You want to croon? I'll croon. I'll do Ship of Fools." And then they close it out with "Promised Land." Then the band steps on stage, and this happens. Listen to the crowd. It's a small venue. Crowd freaks out. Listen to that. This is the first time they played it since that last one? In five years. Wow. Oh, yeah. Nice groove. 
can't control themselves. I wish they'd stop clapping, but they can't. It's back, right? It feels back. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, they splice in the soundboard, which yeah. is nice. Oh man, that sounds Jerry, incredible. So sweet on that Travis Bean. seems to bring out the notes all up and down the neck like it's not as mid-range so or high-end sweet sound and it's perfect for this like jazzy jerry it's just so good every bend comes through so clean and donna sounds great don't give me any bullshit so good not what you expect. You don't know what I expect. Wow. Yeah, I don't expect that. No, it's so good. It's like he's been playing it for the last five years, but just keeping it to himself and getting it better and better. <laughs> Secretly. Mm. That bass was sick. Mm. Donna really did make the vocal so much better in this. That's yeah, great. this part has like a crazy fingers vibe to it like just like so tinkly plinkly it's just yeah but this changed from the way it was early on yeah but it's so good yeah but it flows into the different parts of the song a little more smoothly here than it did early on. It yeah, was more it's, not, a, it's not so abrupt stop and start in your face, like sneak attack, sucker punching you. <laughs> wow, got kind of aggressive in there. <laughs> here we go. Oh. <laughs> nope. <laughs> But I love that when Jerry's like, okay, this is a part where everybody else would kick on mad distortion, right? Yeah. And just thunder you, thunder your face. And he's like, no, I'm going to do insanely sweet licks that are going to be even better than that. Huh. That's weird here. Oh, 
Michael's drums. Mickey's like, you mind if I bust out my cowbell? <laughs> there it is. We get to talk about it, finally. We've been talking about it every time. Finally get, finally get Mickey's cowbell to complain about. Hey guys, have you heard my cowbell? <laughs> So nice. Wow. It's like that open air sound. It's like that. Oh, yeah. You know, just like. Al fresco. Yeah. There's so much space. There's a lot of stuff going on, but for some reason, there's so much space. Yeah. It's the height of jazz. Yeah, it's not. I, I wouldn't even like give it a genre like that, though. You know. Well, I only know genres that the Grateful Dead play. So to me, this is jazz. <laughs> <laughs> the Grateful Dead jazz. Grateful Dead rock. <laughs> it's that GD jazz again. Please don't curse. No, I like the Grateful Dead. Cut that out. Good one. Cut out that terrible joke. <laughs> nope. <laughs> That's what we're here for. Those keyboards are sick. Yep. Finally back. Because he was playing piano earlier. Now he's on the keyboards. Spacing it out. This shit is spacey. It definitely, I mean, you think about the distortion they had early on with the early versions. And this is so clean. It's so mm -hmm. clean. They were intentionally, I mean, I don't know what distortion pedals they were using or whatever back then, but here it is just clean. This just sounds like quintessential Grateful Dead to me. This is just the dead right here. Driving. I love Bobby's playing here. Yeah. It's like a chorus or something on there. No, I don't know. A little bit of a flange or something? Yeah, I hear a little something. I'm still freaking about that fuzz bass that Phil had in the previous version. <laughs> I mean, I love this! No, it's amazing. And, and the earlier versions of St. Stephen, right? They're all between three and five minutes. Yeah. Okay. They're super short, right? And this one is just, they come back five years, it's completely different, and they're crushing it, and they're stretching it out, and it's never not awesome. Yeah. And they got to be feeding off the energy when they started the song. Oh, yeah. The crowd went insane. And this is not lost. And the crazy thing is this is crackling with energy, but it isn't like anyone's wigging out on their instrument. It's just 
the whole unit is moving with energy. Yes. Yeah, love Keith on this. Oh, Matt, yeah, Bobby. Yeah, Jesus. <laughs> wow. Everybody takes their turn. It's so perfect. Yeah. It's like it's melting here. Phil is making it melt. Like the record is getting hot and like starting to melt. It's swirling, just swirling. Yeah. And now it's like math rock. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God for that cowbell. <laughs> the tie that binds. The cow that binds. Bobby was like asking, he's playing regular chords, asking Jerry if he was done. Jerry's like, I'm not done yet. Bobby's like, all right, I'll all do right. some weird shit then. Oh my word. Cool, cool chords there. I mean, what are those chords? How do you fit those in there? How do you come up with that? <laughs> He knows like a hundred A chords. And who initiated this like energy build? Hard to tell. Yeah. I mean, you don't want to say it, but how many times does it just feel like the music plays the band? I mean, they're just... I want to say there's it. Nobody, there's no one person that's doing it. I want you to say it. The music playing is playing the band. Yes. I mean... No distortion. No, so clean. What is Phil playing? That's what I was talking about before, the Listen. harmonies. What is he playing? Yeah. He's playing harmonies with himself. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> it's insane. The whole thing is crazy. Oh, my word. Wow. I mean, it's ambrosial. What? what? <laughs> how can how can this be what really happened? <laughs> I mean, who believes this shit? All right. So, they come back and they play that June 9th, 1976 in Boston. Mhm. Mm they play it 11 more times in 76. Yep. They play it 14 times in 1977. 
Did they play fewer shows in 76 than, or were they like fully back then? Um, I don't think it was a full year. I don't think it was a full year. I, I want to say that this, I could, I could totally be wrong and talking out of my ass, but I want to feel, I feel like the small hall tour they did in the summer may have been the first tour that they did coming back. I also thought and 76 was a shortened year and not a lot of shows. I think so, but I could, I could totally be wrong. I have no idea, but I feel like 74 wall of sound burnt them out. Yeah. Done hiatus record blues for Allah. They do, um, they play a couple shows. One of them is one from the vault classic show. Yeah. Help slip Frank, all that shit. Um, uh, but I could totally be wrong. There may have been a spring tour. I have no idea. No idea at all. But let's listen to one of the sh- one of them from 77. Okay? I want to. May 77, of course, world famous, 5877. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows it. But um, when I was a kid. Little tiny high, baby. I was a tiny little boom, boom, boom. You kissed a boom, boom, baby. <laughs> uh they, uh, I got my hands on a tape from my friend's older brother and it was five, five seventy seven. That's what they have. And it was the greatest quality cassette I had gotten my hands on to date. I mean, it was so fucking crispy. It was just so good. And I l- listened the shit out of this tape. Yeah. Uh, five, five seventy seven. So this has some history for you. Veterans Memorial Coliseum. Yeah, but um this I also think that this um you know May of 77 is just if you want to hear some Saint Stephen, you want to hear like what the band sounded like in 77, this is just yeah. quintessential. So let's let's give this one a little spin. All right. Let's get a little background on this one first though. So um Saint Stephen, this was like end of second set so second set came out bertha estimated scarlet fire good lovin so bouncy bobby dance number yep and then they do saint stephen into sugar mag to end the second set that's a pretty cool one too yeah yeah a little a little unusual but let's uh let's hear it oh man I'm already freaking out about Phil. Yo, what is he playing? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, so incredible. That's what like egg timers sound like today. Like when your (laughs) oven goes off. It's like a pleasant chime. You know what I mean? Like he invented it in the 70s. He invented egg timers. And Jerry's oh, just yeah, all over. Yeah, yeah. Oh, just so sweet. The reverb on his guitar is perfect right here. Just he's just the touch master in, in this era. His tone though, too. I mean, yeah, because that Travis theme was so transparent. But he's still playing that at this point. Yeah, still playing the Travis Bean in these '77 shows. Wow. And he couldn't hide, man. It was just crystal clear. I feel like maybe he shouldn't have moved on from that. Then we never would have had MIDI Jerry. Yeah. Thank God. 
<laughs> yeah, this these May of '77 are just Bill is just in the mix and just bombing your speakers. Yeah, bombing my heart. But I don't love the mics in '77, and that's what that's for me. All I always struggle with that. You mean the sound is not right for you? Yeah. Oh, right. And Donna just fucked up, but we'll ignore it. There's a lot of reverb on the vocals. Maybe a little too much. It's like, get closer to it. Oh, country bends. Yeah. Just getting low and growly with the loose low strings. Way down in his Travis Beans. I mean, it sounds like he's playing a fretless guitar. Like it's, it, he's just like sliding up and down in such a. It's just crazy. Yeah, I don't it's know like how it, he gets yeah. that sound. It's like you don't hear the frets. It's just so smooth, though. It's just like yeah. Just a touch master. Yeah, see, it's so smooth into this, so different yeah. from the early versions. Just yep. flows. I'm not sure which one I like better. Phil is so good in this version. Yeah, he was at his peak at this point, absolutely. <laughs> so good. He's got this syncopated rhythm feel to his lines. It's just like boom, 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 boom. Yeah, like he's. Yeah. So, sometimes on some of these mixes, you feel him more than you feel the, the kick drum. Yeah. It's like he's playing two instruments at the same time. He's playing lead guitar and kick drum. <laughs> it flows much smoother in than it does out. And I feel like Phil's harmonies are different there than they were last time. I think they are too. Crazy. Wow. Those toms sound perfect. Yeah. I think that's the thing at this point in time, this was like corporate rock time where sound was perfect and the dead were responding to that and had the perfect sound that's why they put all the reverb on the vocals it's just a response to the sound of the time it may not be to your taste but they were just doing what was happening then i think it sounds cool i think it's a little too produced sometimes and not as 
I don't know, like you don't have the feel in it as much, but it gets a little too clean. Yeah, I mean it's I mean while they Dude. were doing this, like the Doobie brothers were doing their thing. Right. Jerry's guitar is actually pretty dirty right now. Yeah, it is. Similar to last not last version, it's got that keyboard sound, that Wurlitzer keyboard, I think it is. Or maybe a Fender Rhodes. I'm not sure. I like Bobby here. And Phil is just driving. I don't think this jam quite has the same energy the last one did. No, I don't think it does either. Um, but I think the feel of this is much more... This part right here is much more like um, the Primal Dead from 68. This feels... Or 69, this just feels very... Yeah. It's just not crackling with that energy or the like constant renewal of ideas where I just felt like at in the 76 version, the new ideas were coming left and right from everybody in the band. Here, it's just kind of chugging along. I'm with you. With I believe you. A similar feel. The drums are cool though. Wow. <laughs> Listen to that sound. How did he get that all of a sudden? What did he do? I don't know. The king of, he's doing a ton of pinch harmonics. He must have clicked on some like distortion pedal or something that had a different tone. That's pretty sick. <laughs> wow. Or it could have been a wah pedal where he's getting the different frequencies, like, yeah, um, maybe. you know, uh, dialed it into a certain frequency. Yeah. It sounded like more than just switching Really, in this case, the band, I feel like, is providing a canvas at this point for Jerry to just do some crazy shit. Yeah, because Bobby's doing, like, the same thing over and over again. Yeah. Yeah. 
And Phil's not being too crazy either. He's holding it down. Phil picks up so quickly on what Jerry starts doing. Mm-hmm. That is just listening. That's all ears. Hmm. Way up there in those high threats. <laughs> Both of them. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Oh, gotta be going in. Sounds like a. Uh, Sounds like they're gonna go into trucking. Yeah. And they're like, fuck it. Yeah, and Jerry's like, nah, let's just finish this one. There it is. Yeah. So that was 77. Mm-hmm. Here's where it gets interesting. Mm-hmm. 1978. Yes. They play it four times. Hmm. That's not a lot. Then, in 1983, they play it three times. Huh. And then they never play it again. What the fuck? Never play it again. I didn't know that. Isn't that crazy? That's completely insane. I, the, the whole, all of the 90s, they never played St. Stephen. Never. Most of the 80s, they never played St. Stephen. That, I, what the, what, what the what? Isn't that crazy? What are you thinking? You ha- you know, in the, some of the songs they were playing, you're like, mm, you could be playing St. Stephen, but you're playing this. You're playing Samba in the Rain. Yeah. Brent is singing. Long, 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 long way to go home. Vince is singing. Oh, yeah. Instead of... um, You mean the guy from the tubes? The guy from the tubes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So you want to hear the last one they ever played? Uh, Do I? Yeah. Okay. Is it good? Um, It's different. It's got Brent. 1983. Keyboards. Well, we'll see. Let's check them out. Oh. Meow. Meow. 
crowd loves it. Glockenspiel. Tambourine. Tambourine. <laughs> Glockerine. <laughs> oh no. What is happening? Oh no. Uh, let's give it a chance. I don't want to. Oh man. Saint Stephen with the rose. Old Jerry voice. This is the slowest of them all. Wherever he goes, the people all complain. And then Jerry died. Not for another 12 years. I know, but pretty much right here. <laughs> Prosper in his time. Well, he may and he may decline. Did it matter to us? And now Stephen would answer if he only knew how. I am trying so hard to be okay with that keyboard sound, man. I am trying really hard. It's crazy sound. Right? It's upsetting. It's upsetting me. It's Carnival it's like, Barker. It's like Doogie Howser theme song. Yes. Yes. That Wanda though. Wanda from Doogie Howser. No, Wanda was from. Wait, was that? Oh, I'm thinking of Winnie. Yeah, Winnie from. Who was uh, Wanda? Doogie Howser's girlfriend. Who was it? Oh, I don't know. Wasn't there a rumor that Winnie Cooper went to Penn? Um. No, she didn't go to Penn. She um, she went to like Harvard. I feel like there was a rumor though that she was at a frat party, you know, at least once a year. Oh, maybe. Or Chunk from the Goonies. One or the <laughs> other was at a frat party all the time. And then he did the truffle shuffle at. The frat party. No. <laughs> no. He wouldn't do that. He's beyond that. Oh, that's so piercing. I'm trying hard not to. Oh. Whoa, it's like they're in an echo chamber. They're like in Doogie Howser's echo chamber. <laughs> Man. Oh no. 
He's, he's technically a very good keyboardist. <laughs> yeah, it's just not working here. No. Why is it so high in the mix? Now he's doing something different. He's actually playing the Doogie Howser. Now it's like a clap a chord or whatever they call that. The clown. Clown. Are there a lot of deadheads that like love this shit and love what Brent is doing? I don't know that I don't know if they're talking about this particular version of this particular song when they say that. But like that sound ever? Is that ever okay? Yeah, on some things like like a hay pocky way. No, I but no, the sound is just still the sound. If you're not okay with it, it's not okay. It's very odd here. But that weird echo on the vocals is weird too. Yeah, Bobby is terrible here. Oh no. Yeah. Poaching. Poaching. <laughs> There better be some pretty spectacular shit that happens at the end of this. We got my doubt. Nope. I doubt it. See, in the early versions, they end it right there. Right? Answer Man is the end. Yeah. They go right into the 11. Right into Nat Fade Away. Yeah, yeah. Once they came back after 76, they added this coda or whatever you want to call it. Well, it's the jam, right? It's not necessarily an orchestrated part. Yeah. I mean, I think this is cool. Actually, yeah. The keyboards aren't even terrible for this. No. I just, I don't like that sound, but... There it is. Okay. And they would um, go from there into uh, throwing stones. Throwing up. <laughs> growing up they never grew up yeah wow so there it is and that was the last time they ever played it i'm shocked by the history Isn't of this that song. wild i'm shocked yeah. by the history of this song i am shocked by the break that they took from playing this song i am shocked by the fact that they never played it after 83 i had a no idea yeah it's crazy and you wonder you wonder what happened there yeah, I mean, maybe they just know. burned out on it. Maybe they just played it too many times. They're like, we did this early on, and we did it for a while, and now we don't do it anymore. We just don't do it. Yeah. Um, so, some other things about St. Stephen. It was on Oxamoxa, June 69. Then it was on Live Dead. Oxamoxa um, is, was it a live version there, or was it a recorded studio version? Um. It's I that mean, weird shit where they, can you really know? They did that they, weird shit where yeah. they put like studio stuff along with weird right. live stuff all over it. Yeah. Right. They exactly. They did a lot of that layering. Yeah. Um 
but it's a Robert Hunter penned song. Just so good. Um, I mean, we can't even, I, I don't, it, it's not even worth going into the lyrics. Cause they're right? so deep. I mean, there's so much there, there that it's there's a lot there. There's to, a lot of them. Yeah. But I mean, so many just classic, just one man gathers what another man spills, right? Did it matter? Does it now? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it, it, it just, just it can that. mean so many things, it means all things to all people. It, it, it just can mean so many things. It has incredible, you know, ambiguity to it. Yeah, it, it just, but it evokes like this, just this, um, it's just other, other timely, right? I mean, it just doesn't have a, it doesn't have a time. It's timeless. It's one of those crazy, like, just those Robert Hunter things that are just, like it could be, it could be like the 1600s. It could be the Wild West. Yeah. It could be like futuristic. It could be like Stephen King, the gunslinger. Right. I mean, it's just, it could be any kind of out, other, other timely, otherworldly. It's just, I mean, who knows? Um, but one other thing I would just say is yeah. um, what I love about um, <laughs> another just nugget. Um, is there's that tape, it may have been five, eight, 77. I'm not sure, but there's uh-huh. that one tape, um, where there's like a quiet part in, um, in the, in the set break while they're like tuning and that yeah. girl screams out, St. Steven. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that. I, yeah, I can't say that I know that. I love that. I love that. All right. Anyway. Keyboard corner. Back from the tubes. <laughs> All right, so keyboards. Um, yeah. We just heard Brent's version. He got three oh. versions. What? Yeah, uh, he played three he was, times ever on the song. Yeah, three times in '83, and, and that just was destroyed it. it every time. I mean, based <laughs> on what not, we just listened to, could we could we say he bears part of the blame? Yeah, yeah maybe. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I wonder. I really have to wonder. I mean. Yeah. Neither him or Doogie Howser. One of the two of them fucked it up. I mean, it was not. It was not great. It was no. not great. No. I, well, his playing is tech. Like I said, technically, he's very skilled. But how do you choose that tone? I just don't understand how you choose that sound. But you know. Yeah. No, I'm with you. I'm and with for you. me, he had been playing the same thing on like just like a grand piano. It probably would have been great. Yeah. Uh, Pigpen early on is is. Well, before we go back, before we go, let's let's do back kind of reverse chronological. Okay. So that was Brent. It is what it is. Three versions. We heard yeah. one, we heard thirty three and a third percent of them, and it was not <laughs> great. They had, had that little moment in there just during like the coda where he toned it down a little, and it really sounded nice. And then you could kind of see like, yeah, he and Jerry played well off each other. You know, they they yeah, they really but... liked each other, and Jerry really felt a boost from that, and 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 enjoyed that. And it's nice for Jerry and fucking shit for the rest of us. Well, I guess unless Jerry wouldn't different. have been able. Opinions to... differ, obviously. Yeah, some yeah, love it, yeah. some hate it. I don't listen to a lot of it. I don't. No, I don't listen either. to a lot of eighties at all. I don't. I don't no. listen to anything. A lot of stuff after seventy four. Frankly, that's me. Just because of the tone of the of the recordings, and I just like the sound of yeah. Yeah, you know, the earlier stuff. I think that's fair. Um, but if we want to take the 76 and the 77 shows that we heard, 
Um, that was Keith, right? Yeah. And he had, I think what was a, uh, Fender Rhodes maybe. Well, he was doing a, he was doing, he had some Some keyboards, he had the piano, he was mixing it up. I think he was using both hands at one point. (laughs) And and that, I mean, he wasn't driving anything, um, but well, those in '76, were, I felt like he was at some points. Like you said, it, everyone had a turn there, and I true. feel that Keith at one point had, in addition to everybody else, Keith at one point had some amazing stuff, that, especially on the organ, the what I think is either Fender Rhodes or a Wurlitzer. I should know. Oh, I remember that part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I remember that part. Yeah. Uh, but, but over, I mean, you can't say those two shows of the ones we listened to, those were the best jams. Oh, 76 by far the best jam. 77, uh, more chugging, chugling jam that allowed Jerry to, to, you know, paint on a canvas, but it didn't, move as a unit as much as 76 i was really i didn't love that distorted tone either i didn't love that um on that that choice on that song but 76 Mm -hmm. the greatest jam of 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 any of them yeah absolutely totally flawless for coming back after five years just insanely good sweet sound up to the guitar everything was perfect so yeah you know keyboard i mean and the you know the keyboards mixing it up piano some keyboards and whatever um but then, yeah, now let's go back and we talk about Pigpen and some of those shows Pigpen was by himself. I think 71 Keith was actually on it with the band at that point. You couldn't really yeah. hear a lot of it in the 71 version that we listened to. But I thought you said it was TC. He's on not the early, early. Not in the Ohio. Nine. Remember, 71, was, that was the, la- remember the last time they played it before the yeah, five-year yeah, break. Yeah. We, there yeah. weren't a lot of keyboards in that mix. So right. kind of hard to tell. Yes. Um, but then we listened to a 68, a 69, and a 70. And yeah. those were, um, 68 was just Pigpen, but the 69 and 70 is Pigpen and TC. We listened and to a 69 first, and that first, first, yeah. had, well, that and the 68... Maybe the 68 even more so that... 68 had swirling keyboards in there, and you think organ, that's going to be TC, but it's... Organ. Yeah, but that was actually just Pig. He, no, he, Pig did great organs. Yeah. I mean, that's... I, I wouldn't have expected that to be TC. I would have expected that to be Pig because he played incredible organs early on. Very weird sounding for a guy who only really drank and drank a lot. Granted, he had some weird sounding stuff that was he out did. there. And it was great, and I love it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Um, but when he and TC are both together, I think on those 69 and 70, I think those sounded great. Um, just uh, this, yeah. this song in particular really needs that old timey, um, swirling, the, oh, the swirling organ, especially on those, that early primal dead stuff is just yeah. with the two drummers just going nuts. Yeah. Um, just really good. Just yeah. really good. But what a okay. song. I mean, yeah. And nobody ever wanted to ask him how he wrote it. <laughs> I'll never, I'll never understand that. Let me ask you though. And you go okay. back to a, to a dead show and you want to find a song that makes you decide whether or not you want to listen to that dead show. Is this one of those mm-hmm. songs you go to? <laughs> oh yeah. I throw on the St. Stephen just to see, is this a show I want to hear? <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, it's not that. Um, but we didn't even talk about it, but we have to mention it. The 11. The, the 11 is... Um, That's insanity. for a different show, but, 
but just but because it is the natural flow it, from it that everybody's song. introduction to Saint Stephen, I guarantee you have an ninety percent of the time. Yeah, as soon as it goes in, they're hearing the eleven, and they're they're probably not. I mean, if they're just hearing it off somebody else's tape or whatever, they're not even going to know that it's two different songs. They're just going to hear it and be like, "What yeah. is this?" And there's something weird about it, and you don't realize it's eleven beats per measure, which is nuts. Yeah. Um. In and of itself, it just gives it that crazy, just like you just like you're like like that feeling that you're um never you're tripping over your feet over and over again, falling forward, but you're going yeah. fast enough that you never actually fall. Like yeah. that feeling is it, that the eleven has that, and it's just what a great compliment to saint stephen because it's up and it's down and it's primal and raw and then it gets super quiet and then it gets plinky with the glockenspiel and then they just mm. tear into the 11 and it's just okay we, right. we we fucked around we showed you six different things we can do now we're going to do one of them for the next 10 minutes and it's going to blow your mind and really those two together was absolutely a demonstration of the technical ability the crazy songwriting just everything the dead could do is largely encapsulated in those two songs flowing together like that yep. really showing off the two drummers yeah um, especially in the 11 yeah just just crushing it um what what a great song i will always love that song and oh, let's talk about this how about the beginning yeah how it starts this that i mean that is just the same note just a beep beep yeah. i mean it's, it's and you almost know like what it is instantly immediately <clears throat> immediately you know what it is uh just what a great kind of and the crowd goes nuts when he plays it i mean everything about this one is just a home run yeah just an absolute home run Although, you know, listening to the 80s version compared to the 80s versions of songs we listened to in the previous episodes of our show, that this did not hold up as no. well as those did. Those You're right. In the the 80s, Morning Dew from the 80s blew our minds. Yeah, it was great. As well as Bertha. And this one just did not hold up. And, and you know, it was largely Brent... There was a reason they stopped playing it. Maybe but Bobby's vocals sucked. I mean, part of the, those those early versions, the and and with Donna too. Yeah, through the Donna versions. Yep, the harmonies are so tight, and just they have to be for that song because it's all about that crazy sound of those harmonies. Like that's a big part yeah. of the sound, and they lost it. Yep, or they just didn't care anymore, and that's why they stopped. Which is we? I can't. I, can you imagine? I mean, I guess after all that time, it's so many years. It's at the, that point, it's you know twenty years, and you're just done with that song that you started playing from the beginning. Yeah, I can't imagine. I can't imagine I like having written Saint Stephen and not wanting to make people listen to me play it every night <laughs> <laughs> for the rest of your life. Guys, in case you forgot, I fucking wrote Saint Stephen, and now you're gonna hear me play it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, but and maybe I'll just play it twice. But they had a million. They had a million of them, and we'll we'll get yeah. to them all eventually. But um, so let me ask you what I ask you at the end of all of these shows. Um, do you want to know what I'm drinking? 
<laughs> I thought you'd normally ask me like how I feel about that song. That's true. What, what do you, did this change at all about what, what was interesting about this to you about the song, how it changed its timeline, its crazy story. Oh, absolutely. The timeline, absolutely. The timeline. I just, I'm, other than Brent's insane keyboards that I <laughs> never fucking heard and I never want to hear again. That was horrible. But then other than that, the timeline is nuts. And I had no idea. Other than but I'm familiar with the progression of the that's a song that I always listen to very carefully when I hear it. I'm always super into it. So I know sixty-eight from 277 so i know that sound and i'm very familiar with all that it didn't change much i love it it's incredible the jams were amazing in 76 and 77 the versions early on were incredible i loved it and it was super fun you were right it was a super fun show you're absolutely right it was super yeah. fun yeah and, and part of the fun was we could have so much fun with them because they were short um, yeah. I'm, I'm just thinking in the back, you know, i'm thinking we're gonna have to get to the big monsters at some point i'm trying to hold those off yeah, I'm trying to hold that off because I feel like we need to get better at this before we try and pull out those monsters. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm definitely conscious of that. And I felt like this was a good one for this one um, just because they are so short. Yeah. And the jam, even the jams in 76 and 77 weren't super long, but they were really right. effective. Yep. And the other thing I'll say about this song that's not like other songs, like this song always goes into another song like yeah. I, I couldn't find of all the versions i looked at maybe there are some out there i don't know but i never saw one where it wasn't going into something else no tonight it just every time it just ended you had to like cut it because it went to another song exactly exactly and it wasn't and it's not a transition like um china rider where you never really know exactly yeah. where it happens um this is you you know when it's happening but it's it they always just go right into something else and what's interesting is in the later years you know when it wasn't the 11 every time you wonder you know how did they how did they really plan that out um and so it might be it w may be interesting to um if we had more time um to to take um, a couple of those versions from maybe from like the same year where they went into three different songs and try and see if we could hear what the, the difference segue would be. in between. Yeah. If there were any, any notes or any keys, I know at some point they actually had uh, this button they could step on with their foot and then they could talk into their mic and the other guys in the band could hear it in their in-ear monitors, but oh. nobody else, else could hear it. So they could yeah. actually talk to each other Cheating. and, and they were actually <laughs> deadheads that would, um, like find the frequency. Yeah, yeah, they would have like heck, I don't know, they were ham radios, whatever they were. Like in Probably crowd, not ham but radios, hear, but yeah. But you could hear, you know, scanners or whatever, and you could hear what they were saying. Um, and maybe sometime we'll, maybe if I can find some clips of that, it might be interesting to just drop them in as a. As a it as would a be interesting there. to do segues at some point as well to listen, and maybe it's worth yep. listening a little bit of into the next song and let it fade out uh, to hear what the segues are because those are going to be different. And when they do go into different songs, hear how they do it and whether or not we can determine if it sounds like it was planned or if they really just did it. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I, actually, I can think of at least one example that would be fun to find four or five more, um, which is where you can vis you, you can not visibly you can audibly hear <laughs> two band members fighting for different songs. Yeah. And then one wins. 
and that's <laughs> great. I can, Jerry I, can, wins. I, can think of, I can think of one in my head that is just, uh, I can't wait to do it, but that, that'll be a great one too. Yeah. Uh, battles, you know, segue yeah. battles. Now that'd be great. Yeah. Um, all right. Any last, any last words? We don't have a sign off, do we? Did we come up with a sign off last time? See you next time on code names or something about next time on code names. <laughs> we don't see anybody like this next time on code names. And then it just ends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And should we start each one with this time on code names? <laughs> I guess. Yeah, I guess and so. Then it ends with, and then it ends with the other one. Yeah. All right. We can do that. Cool. All right. This was fun, man. Yeah, always is. We'll do it again next week. Okay. Later. Peace.